a podcast to gear up your professionalism. Welcome, listeners. So excited to have you joining us today to talk to a recent Clarion University graduate who is currently searching for opportunities during the COVID-19 pandemic. And we really thought this would be something that our listeners might like to hear exactly what somebody who's job searching right now is going through, some of the emotions, some of the different resources. So I'm excited to introduce to you Alexis. So Alexis, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, hi, everybody. My name is Alexis. I am a graduate of Clarion University. I received my bachelor's degree and my master's from Clarion, and I am in the Army, so I was recently promoted to sergeant. You have your degrees in communication, correct? Yes, I have my master's in mass media arts and journalism and my bachelor's in strategic communications and a minor in women and gender studies. So you're very thoroughly educated, thanks to our wonderful Clarion communication program. You graduated from your undergraduate degree, and I'm just going to kind of fill in some gaps for our listeners. Okay, so I graduated in 2018, so not too long ago, but I did like the accelerated program. So while I was a senior, I tried to take classes while I was able to take classes, graduate courses for masters. And then once I graduated undergrad, I received the notice that I was deploying. So the graduate program is held virtually, and I was able to still take all the courses I needed to overseas, and I was able to graduate with my master's within a year. So essentially, you finished your master's degree online while you were abroad serving our country. Yes. And that's basically what I did. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for your service. We appreciate you. Um, Then your tour of of deployment was ending. Then what happened? Because you had kind of mentioned, and then it was time to start searching for jobs. Yeah. So during the the deployment, I was taking classes and then I was able to graduate before I even um, came back stateside. And then before we left, like overseas, we started looking for jobs. Like some people already had jobs lined up and everything like that. I did have a job lined up, but I just knew that it wasn't what I wanted to go for. I just took the job because I was just graduating and you take the first job that tends to come your way. So I reached out to career services and I was like, I'm interested in different jobs that deal with like writing or journalism and things like that. So how can I like tailor my resume or my cover letters to these um, job postings? And also noting that I have missed a year of experience due to being overseas. For our listeners who just heard some of those fancy words Alexis used, hopefully you go back to episode two that talks about applicant tracking systems because Mm -hmm. tailoring your job search documents is incredibly important and I'm so excited to hear you use that because I know that when you were an undergraduate, you and I spent some time together and during your master's program as well. You're searching for opportunities and you're tailoring your job documents and you're putting all this effort in and then boom, COVID-19 hits. How has the pandemic impacted your motivation for finding a job? 
Okay, so it has been the time of my life. What a joy. <laughs> but no, in all honesty, like it's all about perspective. So you just have to continuously be optimistic and positive throughout the whole process, knowing that like rejection can sometimes mean redirection. And sometimes the jobs that I didn't get, I was like, thank goodness I didn't get because how was I going to like make this commute all the time? And just different things play into a part. So even though I wouldn't hear back from certain jobs, it all like aligns together or serves a specific purpose, I believe. And I understood that like the, my enthusiasm throughout the like rejection, it's just like, okay, eventually I will meet that job that I, that I'm positive about or have like, or a great job that like culture is something that I want to be a part of or the mission or the goals and values is something that like really aligns with my career goals and my values. And I think that's really important for our listeners to hear Alexis, because first of all, I I love that what you said, rejection can mean redirection. I think that is so powerful. And sometimes students in general get really discouraged when they get you don't have enough experience or we went with a different candidate. And those are not pleasant letters to receive. (laughs) Definitely got my fair share of them, but rejection can mean redirection. And I know that was true in my case with my own job search. And I think if we talk to anybody who has been job searching recently, that that would apply to them as well. And really sort of identifying what you're looking for as far as the culture and the mission and the vision and holding true to yourself and not just settling for something, uh, you know, yes, you need a job and yes, you need income, but at the same time, where do you draw the line of I'm willing to do this. I'm not willing to do this and, and really being honest with yourself and holding true to your values. So I really respect that you've sort of done some of that reflective work. Um, and I would really encourage our listeners to do the same reflective work. That's a good question. So actually when I go to like the job descriptions can be very vague of like the duties and responsibilities they're looking for a candidate to possess or to do. So when you have the initial interviews, if you make it to that stage, you should ask like one of the questions they always ask, oh, do you have any questions? So what is the culture like at this place? What do you value? And what made you think stay here this long? So that's something to have their brain thinking as well. Like, okay, they may be interested in our company for a bigger purpose than just like the money. And a lot of times people want to be um, happy going to into their job or they want to speak highly of it like they don't want to be dreadful like oh I got to clock in again to so that's something that I had to um, reflect on myself to say okay the money does make a difference but however I don't want to even if in a pandemic um, when we're working remotely like who wants to roll out of bed and be upset (laughs) to log in somewhere so that's exactly (laughs) So that's just um, something that like I personally, that is important to me. I, I love that. And you know, it's funny, once I was talking with one of my mentors and she said, you know, I don't always love to get out of bed in the morning, but I do love to go to work. And I'm really, really fortunate. I love my job. I love what I get to do. I love the students that I get to work with. And even in a pandemic, I'm excited 
to come in to work. <laughs> exactly. And it feels weird, right? It feels weird. You know, like I'm rolling up to my computer instead of, you know, rolling <laughs> into a parking lot. But it's it's definitely something that you want to have that feeling about. And did you have that feeling your first job, you know, when you returned stateside? <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> Not at all. But I tend to uh, look at it as though like, okay, this serves a bigger purpose to to my ultimate goal of what I want to do, or this is a building block in what I ultimately want to achieve. So I, once again, I remain optimistic and enthusiastic about like, okay, this may not be ideal right now, but it serves a purpose long term. And sometimes it's just personalizing your goals and your different just personalizing the process to reflect your individual things that you're looking for. And so that was just um, because I was open to taking any and every job and that now I see that that wasn't the best um, plan of action to take to like find it where I want to go or what I want to do. Let's unpack that for a minute because I think that's incredibly powerful that sometimes students think I'm just going to apply to everything and what did you learn through that process of, I'm going to apply to everything and every type of job that's out there? Because like you said, it, it didn't super work very well for you. It's not effective. It's not effective at all. <laughs> it, um, you, because once again, you have to tailor your application materials to that specific job posting. And if they haven't told you, applying to a job is like a full-time job within itself the cover letters, the resumes, reviewing these materials with someone from career services. Oh my goodness. It's a lot. It's a handful. <laughs> but, but it's like you have to have a plan when you're um, going into this. So that is like printing out the job description, keeping an Excel sheet or a planner of like, okay, I applied to this job. I intend to follow up with them. Um, this date, send an email or give them a call and stuff like that. So you really have to be very strategic and about how you uh, approach the situation. So we put a poll out to our listeners and sort of recruited some questions for you from our listeners. And one of the questions they had was, how many employers have you contacted? And I know you and I both kind of giggled over this. So go ahead and tell us how many jobs you've applied to or how many of different employers you've contacted? This is a loaded question because, you know, if you use I do Indeed, know. <laughs> if you use Indeed, um, you can submit your resume, like the simple resume that you have attached to your profile, like apply with your Indeed resume. So that's what I tend, like when I first started out, that's what I was doing. Just submit, submit, submit then you realize that you don't hear anything back. So you're just like, okay, let me go back to the drawing board of how I can refine this and tune this. And I try to be more strategic, like making sure I have those keywords in my resume that is posted in the job description. And then I would start hearing back from different um, employers. And then I get hit with, oh, you have great qualifications, a great resume, great skills. However, comma, just not enough experience. So it's just like a constant battle that you have to like continuously work towards to know that like going to school serves a purpose, but you have to do the 
legwork of applying to these jobs and continue continuously search for um, the job that fits you. I, I, I really appreciate the fact that that's how you phrased it to our listeners because you have to know what you're looking for. And I always use the, the example, communication is such a broad area of, of study that you really can do anything you want to do with that major, which I think is what makes it so wonderful and diverse. But at the same time, you can do anything. So you've got to figure out what it is that you want to do. And I, I feel like you're kind of the perfect example of how you've worked through that and how you have identified what you want to do and what you're looking for in culture and mission and vision. And there's so much more to it than I just need a job. And while you're in school and thinking about graduating, it sort of feels that way, but I really, really, really value the work that you've done prior to the job search to, to help you have some direction. And I really hope our listeners uh, take your advice and kind of follow that same format because it is helpful. You know, if you really love social media and you know that you want to be a social media analyst or social media manager or something along that line, then look for those opportunities. If you want to work in public relations and maybe you just dig the crisis communication, you know, look for those opportunities you don't have to be everything to everyone because I think as you've heard from Alexis, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. Um, you're not going to be happy. You won't have the experiences that an employer is looking for. And everybody just kind of ends up frustrated in that process. One of the things that I think is important for our listeners to hear is while you are job searching, what kinds of opportunities do you take advantage of to help make ends meet? How are you paying your bills? Um, so I was recently employed until like, what, a couple weeks ago. And I drill so with the military, that's once a month. Um, but that's not enough. So <laughs> right now I'm just like in the process of looking for a job and stuff like that. So I did save. So hopefully, you know, your parents tell you, save for a rainy day. Well, this rainy day has is upon us now. So And, and if now, I'm not mistaken, your position was like eliminated thanks to COVID, correct? No, actually, I was a legal assistant and we were working uh, remotely since last year. And then I moved from um, out of state. The job was in Tennessee. And then I located back to Pittsburgh. And that's the issue. They were like, oh, you're not supposed to be out of. Oh. So the basic thing is like, I don't know, because I didn't even file for unemployment. Another job found me through a recruiting agency, and I'm supposed to start that in a couple of weeks. Did you have your resume posted somewhere that the recruitment agency found you? Yes, it was posted on Indeed, and that's how they reached out to me, Indeed. And it was actually like the luck of the draw, because as soon as I received my resignation letter, they called me and was like, oh, hey, are you interested? And the interview process was about two days. And then they followed up with an offer. That's awesome. So, you know, I think it goes to show that you have to be proactive by mm -hmm. posting your resumes and creating profiles on different job search counts, uh, such as Handshake, Indeed, all of those are handy to use. But then, you know, you also need to apply to positions and companies and do a little bit of research on your own. So it's not always the case where a job lands in your lap. 
Um, but it's always a great day when that happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so if you were just to leave our listeners with one tip or one resource, something they should be aware of, what would that be? Well, I have a few actually. So I'm just going to sum it up. Perfect. Make sure that you network with people throughout, um, like your peers and people in your class, your professors as well, because like they may come across opportunities that they want to let you know about. And so like networking is extremely important and also being involved. Um, I don't know how campus is like because everything's like remote, but however, you should be involved through different organizations and volunteering and things like that. Because once again, those opportunities find jobs or somebody can say, hey, this opportunity may be appealing to you and create a master resume. So regardless of how big or small, some you do something that you do, for instance, if you create something for an organization, put that on your master resume because when you apply to different jobs, like you may not think of everything that you have done because it's so much over the course of four to five years. So, and if you have this master resume to go back on, you can take something and not lie about it and put it on your actual resume. Yeah, definitely say, do not lie on your resume. <laughs> bad, bad, bad idea. Yeah. So you'll have actual experience that you can like quantify and put on your resume to apply to jobs. And if they need help with all of these things, check out your career center. I know we say that in like every single podcast episode, but well, first of all, this is a career center podcast. Uh, but second of all, your, your institutions, whether you attend Clarion University or another school, most career centers offer these services to you um, either at no cost if you're a current student. Um, if you're a Clarion University alumni, your services uh, are, are still available to you at no cost. I know Alexis and I have spent some time together, which is how we ended up connecting to do this episode. But it's, it's really imperative that you do seek out the guidance and mentorship of people who, who are experts in this area and really can help to support you. And I know Alexis, you and I have talked about that a lot, that having somebody in your corner all the time is, is one of the things that helps to kind of keep that motivation up. I know one of the earlier questions was on motivation, but you've, you are sort of intrinsically motivated on your own, but for individuals who might not be quite so intrinsically motivated, knowing that there's people in your corner is really helpful. So I think you've shared some great information with our listeners, some really good resources and tips. And I really appreciate you taking time out before you start your new job to yeah. uh, spend some time with us today. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me.